Are you a CrossFit coach or maybe a box owner looking to learn more about nutrition? You want to help support the athletes that come to your box, maybe have some one-on-one clients. And we all know nutrition is the foundation. We all talk about the theoretical hierarchy of the development of an athlete. And nutrition is at the base. It's like building a house. You can't build the attic first. You can't worry about performance and sport without working on the foundation. And that's what nutrition is. So maybe you're a coach, maybe you're a box owner, maybe you're just an athlete looking to potentially earn a little more income, develop a new income stream as a nutrition coach. Well, you could check out the Own Your Eating Certificate course. We review fundamental nutrition principles, as well as teaching you how to implement flexible eating, that's macro counting, and assist others with their tracking of macros. The cool thing about it is you're going to learn so much for yourself. Even if you didn't want to coach anyone else, but you simply wanted to learn more about tracking macros, you will get so much out of this course. It'll be the last thing you ever have to read, study, purchase, because you're going to get so much information. As well as sharing nutrition experience with you, Own Your Eating will also teach you how to coach others so that you can really make a difference with the people in your community and your lives. Maybe you need to finally get your mom to track macros. Maybe it's your best friend. Maybe you you put on the quarantine 15 and you're looking to just lose a few LBs, a few pounds yourself. This will teach you all of that. And the cool thing about macros, the cool thing about the way in which we at On Your Eating teach you is it's really sustainable. The business setup and marketing strategies are also included. So if you do really want to make this a side deal or a side hustle, You'll, you'll have all the tools you'll ever need to do. And in addition to that, if you're a level three CrossFit coach, you can earn CEUs to help you revalidate. And we also give CEUs for NASM as well as AFA. So you can check that out. For me, every few years, I need to re-up my L4, you know, no big deal, L4 coach, but this will help you do it. So If you're interested in learning more about the Own Your Eating Certificate course, you can go to courses.ownyoureating.com. Or if you just go to ownyoureating.com, right up in the header there, it says become a coach. You can click on that. And with the code BESTHOUR, that's B-E-S-T-H-O-U-R, BESTHOUR, you'll get 15% off. Go check it out now. I was the one, along with Roz, who helped put this all together. So... I really understand that if you have questions for me about it, of course, you can reach out, but I really believe in it. I've put hundreds of people through this course. It's the way I learned how to track macros. It's the way I've been tracking macros for over five years, and I think you will absolutely love it. So go check it out again, courses.ownyoureating.com, and use that code BESTHOUR for 15% off. All right, Fern and I are back from judging the CrossFit Games, and it was a little bit different this year, would you say, Fern? Mildly, mildly different. I mean, most importantly, I didn't have to carry your ass throughout the weekend. You know, make up for well, your poor, piss-poor judging. I mean, that is that is one theory. The other theory is that they sent <laughs> the judges based on the caliber of athlete, at which point I was significantly higher than you, so... So you're claiming you were the sixth best judge out there? Hey, what were you? I think, well, for reference, for a new judge, Chandler Smith, right? I did. I did. And I judged Jacob Hepner. I believe he came in 12th. 
So you're twice as good so, as me. So yeah, basically a hundred percent better than you. Or I'm half as bad as you. I don't know. Which, which is one not is. yeah, which is not shocking to anybody. But I will tell you, I had a blast. It was good. I we were I was fortunate because we had there was there was three of us at that facility. So I was he was there with Noah Olson and Travis Mayer. Uh because so, so tra so Travis Mayer's gym is in Alpharetta and training think tank headquarters is out of there so all three of them came together to do that right so for reference alpharetta georgia not everyone might know that but what's that just outside of how far from atlanta is that it's uh it's about i want to say it's like 40 minutes right outside um, so was it similar to like a level one weekend when you guys did you guys all land around the same time and meaning the other two judges or was it oh, very no, individual it was, it was individual. Like I flew, I didn't see either one of them until, uh, uh, Friday morning. So although, you know, CrossFit was sending us around and putting us up similar to a, a seminar weekend, it was really all about the athletes. So they couldn't combine you because you had to be available for your athletes needs. Yeah. Like we, all three of us were there, but we were, we, we had no, kind of overlap with each other with regard to like our purpose for being there. It just was convenient, but I was there solely to manage Chandler and the other two judges had their athletes. We just happened to all be in the same facility. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So I was in, I think it's pronounced Basor, Kansas, which is basically exactly where you think it is the middle of nowhere, mm -hmm. you know, um, just outside of Kansas city, but, I had Jacob Hepner, and one thing I noticed was you guys seemed to have almost like a competition feel. There was a lot of were. people there. Yeah, they and they. So you know, shout out to the training think tank guys and and the and the gym there at Travis's gym. They, you know, I I know not every I know not everybody that judged for this phase of the CrossFit Games had it as easy as I did. They were just ready to go. They had schedules ready. They were ready to do the work, and which is not shocking. I mean, you have you have three guys that are legitimately in contention, um, and they have a big following there. So a lot of people showed up and and helped out. So it was good to see. You know, we basically were just there to make sure that the event went down the way that it was supposed to, and that the athletes, you know, did did the workouts as they were written. Yeah, I mean, no, because that was interesting because Jacob had a great community uh, at Cobra Command CrossFit. He had a strong team, his coach, a couple other people there. But honestly, when I saw Chandler and, and then I saw maybe Katrin and a few other people, I was like, I didn't even know they were allowed to have such a big community vibe to it. I was like, oh, they're not allowed to. And then, you know, I saw what, what was going on there. And I guess I was just like, Hey, everyone's a little different. Well, I think it's, it's probably, so this is Georgia, right? They're the first state to reopen, you know, like nobody, I'm the, you know, the three of judges were like the only cats in that whole place wearing masks. Oh, trust me. Um, you would have loved Kansas. There was no, <laughs> Corona doesn't no exist in Kansas. I have no, yeah. And it doesn't exist in Georgia either. And I was a little, I was a little, you know, but I did what I was supposed to do, wore my mask. And, um, but the, yeah, By I mean, the way, was, I got, I'm not going to lie. Every time I see you with a mask on, I do get a little happier. I get a little I'm, happier. I'm sure. I'm sure you, I'm sure you're, you're very, you, you're tingly inside with the, with, with what you know 
is the amount of rage that I have inside. <laughs> that's but, that's but, really <laughs> what it is. It's not, I'm happy because I think you're protecting yourself or protecting others. I'm no, happy no. because I'm like, you, I'm so happy because Fern is so angry right he's now. So angry. Making so me angry. feel this strange feeling of joy. <laughs> so, so let's do a little run through. I, I drove to Kansas um, because I am a little crazy with the pandemic. And, and honestly, I just wanted a little road trip to be, you know, Frank. So we, I got in Wednesday, you did as well. Cause I know we were speaking and then Thursday was really all about the setup mm-hmm. and then we had a lot of things to do, but for, for two people like us that have traveled the world for the last eight years, didn't you feel like it was almost like a little vacation? Uh, kind of, well, so only because Thursday was a late start. So we didn't have to be there until noon on Thursday. So I got up, you know, I don't think I got up until 8.30, you know, and then I went like, went to the grocery store, got some food, got a coffee, did some work on the computer, showed up, you know, casually at noon. You know, we did, I don't know, on the long end, three hours of work. And then we were done for the day. Yeah, I mean, I got up probably maybe a little bit earlier than that. And I had like five hours. I was like, this is the most caught up I've ever felt with work and got a workout in, you know, and then it was, you get to the gym, weigh your athlete, calibrate the weights, et cetera. And I was texting our friend Katie. She was like, don't tell Graham. Graham's her husband. She's like, but this feels like a vacation. And I was like, don't tell Roz because it's the same. Like meanwhile, we're like, you're supposed to be working. Well, I found out, I found out when I got back on Sunday, Jess, so Jess was gone all week. So we were both gone. And kids, the kids are old enough at five two to they're, stay home they're, alone. They're they're pretty resourceful. We've we've trained them well. Yeah, <laughs> they uh they but no she I I found out that she like flew through Atlanta and she was like I should have just stayed in Atlanta and flown back with you and I'm like yeah you should have that would have been way better, but uh but yeah it was um it was good so we. Thursday was pretty, was pretty easy. Just kind of making every, make sure everything was good. A lot of it was just review in my mind, like walking through everything, understanding the events, making sure that I've got all the movements right and the flows right. Make sure the, the layout is good. And I know what I'm should be thinking about and when and all that stuff. Um, it was just that, a little bit of studying, but. That to me was the hardest part. And you know, I was freaking out a little bit. I was calling you and Todd and Katie. Yeah. I mean, as part of the course, you were ill prepared as usual. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, you show up at the games and it's just like, you you would say like, this is too much review, but it's often the right amount. And, you know, we really had what, three Zoom calls and then it was like self-study and I did my master's self-study. And what that typically turns into is like the day before I need to write a thesis. So I was like, oh man, what do we have to do? And, it, you know, it really wasn't that much, but it was just like, okay. It was just so much different. We've each judged the last five, six years. This was, aside from the actual events, so much different because we're needing to do all this, you know, like we said, the weighing, the preparing, the, the double checking all the standards, you know, typically the lanes are laid out for us, the equipment's out for us, all those little things, you know. It's just new, you know, like once I got there, I was like, oh, this is actually pretty easy, but it's just, it's, it's the unknown of, all right, well, how, how is all this going to work? And then the the media thing was a little funky, you know, like trying to, because we didn't get to see any of that beforehand. Like the athletes got access to it and we're, we're kind of like figuring it out on Thursday with the athletes. Um, but, you know, so, so before that, you know, 
quite frankly, like be bravo to Boz and Dave and the games crew for getting that to go down the way that they did. Because I don't, I don't know what the timeline was on, but it was incredibly short to put that together the way that they did it. They didn't have an extremely long lead time, you know? So like uh, if you were to watch the, the rogue invitational, like that was well-produced and all that stuff, but they kind of knew that that was going down like way farther in advance. Um, you know, I think I want to say this was like max three weeks before they had kind of like ironed out this was going to be the format and the logistics of it and the technical aspect of it. I mean, that was a bear. And then there were some things that changed as always in the game setting in route because of stuff. So, you know, you know, real big round of applause to all the people that, that made that go down because, you know, behind the scenes, it was a little bit hectic, but as far as like, you know, and there, I think there were some things that were delayed, but how many different time zones did you have? Like well, all and, of them? Yeah. I mean, like, and, and that's when people were kind of like, Hey, why aren't they streaming it? Well, rogue, what you have to understand is, and we spoke about it in a previous episode is regardless of where you lived, you were doing it at the same time. Yeah. And I think, you know, this is probably Dave or Boz's or someone's brainchild to say, Hey, we want to make this competition as fair as possible. And not that it wasn't fair for rogue, but part of that is not making people work out in the middle of the night. Yeah. And, and some of the delay was they didn't. Uh, so, I mean, now, now you can know this if you didn't already, but they didn't release any scores until everybody had submitted their scores. So it's not like if you were time zones ahead or behind that you got to see what everybody else did. Like you didn't get to see it. And the athletes were instructed not to post it. There was, there was people were instructed to release no media content with regard to it. You know, so there was a lot of people at uh, United, uh, United Performance. Yeah, United Performance. That's Travis Maris Gym, CrossFit Passion. The, um, but, you know, they only knew, those three guys only knew what they got because they went back to back to back. But they don't know what everybody else is doing until the world is. And I wouldn't say that's an unfair advantage, but it's definitely an advantage. For them? See, yeah, I mean, and no different than Frazier and Tia and a handful of other people. Like, when you see someone else do it, you know their capability. You see what's possible, at least. Well, they none of them had tested it because I think none of them had tested anything. They had only uh, – they had had other athletes test it for them. Just That's when you them. know you're big time, right? Like, hey, uh, servant, go yeah, test. Yeah. Go test so, this workout. I mean, they had, before a, I try it. they had a pretty good idea of what they were in for. Um, but yeah, I mean, they didn't, they didn't dry run any of them, you know, they didn't, and, cause I asked all of them about that and, and they didn't, they didn't yeah, try he, any of the workouts prior to Hepner had tried almost all of them. Yeah. I and mean, he, in full workouts, I was like, you couldn't have just tested around. And he was like, his coach was there and she was like, that's what I said to do. I was like, well, <laughs> we'll see how that plays out. He actually wound up doing better. So hard to argue with him. You know, something that was a little frustrating to me. Tell me what you think. Everyone's referring to this as phase one of the games. I feel like this is phase two. The open and the sanctionals were phase one. Um, well, no, like, I mean, I get it's, I get the words, right? So the, the open is the open. The open is not the games. So they're saying this is like almost like the first cut of the games. Phase one of the right. games. Right. Yeah. This is this is the actual, which is weird to think about because because it's virtual. Everybody, it kind of feels more like the open. But right. 
but as far as standings and payouts and all of that stuff, like for instance, like I was, I didn't, it didn't even register to me, but as they were rearranging the three of those guys at the facility, they were just like trying to figure out what order they were going to go in. They were, they were rearranging the order based on who had the best odds and getting paid. Yeah. At, at one point, Jacob was like, oh, I just want to crack the top 20 because that's where you get paid. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think about that. Like, yeah, because it's because that is the games, right? Like this is the first phase, but like this is all of these people would have been in Madison had this been normal. Yeah. I, you know, and, and you can't help but feel bad for a handful of people, you know, that made it, but maybe they're not the ones that are going to make it every year and they didn't get their opportunity, but and then, you know, they weren't showcased as much because the game site and morning chalk up and those guys tend to focus on the best of the best, you know, not I just mean, everybody. I don't know. I, I like, I don't know. Like, I don't, that's sports, man. I don't feel bad for anybody that doesn't get any of that stuff. Like if it, it is what it is, like you know, some I of that, sh- because some of it is just luck. Like somebody getting some spotlight is just luck and has nothing to do with it. Now, some people getting more spotlight is absolutely planned out because they're the front runners or they're fan favorites. And remember, this is a broadcast. The people that are broadcasting this like want people to follow it. So you generally, yeah, you are generally going to follow, you know, if you go in to the playoffs, you know, you're not, you're not watching the practice games of the teams that didn't make the playoffs. Like you're watching the, I'll give you that. In the playoffs. I'll give you that. So spoken um, like a true division one athlete. So um, let me, let me ask you a question. Which was your favorite workout? I to what I mean the one I, they were all easy to judge even the last one but I had like a little bit of stress about that one just because of the double unders I was like yeah I was just like man I just don't it was just one. it's just always one there's all and I and I don't think I've ever gotten one wrong I don't think we but it's we could, yeah we could we could check the the video the video archives but that that's just always one that I get a little my butt. My it was butt. it was harder judging the drag rope. It was just a different rhythm almost. Like you're I watching thought it the was feet. I thought it was almost the same, but like they were fast, all three of my guys, all three of those guys were fast. Yeah, they now were, where I had an advantage as a judge is uh not until afternoon on Saturday did Chandler go first. But the fir- like all day Thursday or all day Friday and then so you uh, saw Saturday morning. Yeah, I saw it, and I, I didn't judge, but I counted just to make sure I was on for the other two athletes. Right. That, that, so I basically yeah, got to practice beforehand. That, that's certainly helpful. I um, Yeah, I didn't think any workout was particularly hard to judge. I mean, they were – I think Dave did a really nice job programming. I liked right how he – Yeah, they were, you know – the one thing you can always say about the games – is the fittest always rises to the top always you know and mm. I, and i felt even more comfortable because chandler while while not the while not the most efficient mover like he could definitely clean some things up with his movement his range of motion is clean right so like uh, there's you know you like you might watch him do a power clean or something like that and you'd be like oh that could be way more efficient you know like in the rogue imitation when he had something very similar but from a standpoint of squatting it's like clearly down there clearly stands up his overhead position is good so for me it was just make sure the count is right don't mess it up um but he didn't he didn't you know for you know again bravo to him 
not getting me involved. Like I was just there basically to make sure the count was right. Um, but he made my did job you, very easy, very easy. Did you form any sort of relationship, not like your best buds or anything, but I mean, I hung out at the box all weekend, you know, was around yep. Jacob and his crew all weekend. I don't know how it was when there's three athletes or whether some athletes were a little more distant than others. Like Jacob and his crew were super welcoming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I worked out in between stuff with, with the people from their community. What was it the same situation for you? It was pretty similar. You know, I, um, and obviously he and I talked on Thursday or actually Wednesday and then Thursday when we met, uh, but I worked out all three days I was there. There was a ton of people just in and out of the gym. So, you know, I got to meet a lot of the people that were there, um, socially distanced, obviously, but the, uh, but then the team behind the gym and all that stuff, like they were very accommodating all that stuff. Uh, but he and I have a little bit of, um, common background. So he's a West Point grad. Right. So there was, there was a little division one athlete too, right? Yeah. He was, uh, he was a really good, yeah, he was a really good wrestler. And, um, so bond immediately over that being division one athlete. There was, there was no, no, it has nothing nothing to do with that. It has nothing to do with athletics has way more to do with the army Navy rivalry. Um, Is it like, is that a fun rivalry when, when you actually meet somebody that went to one, it's not like you actually dislike them. Yeah, everybody hates each other on the field of play, and nobody ever wants to lose to anybody. But there's um, a respect because you're both, you know, protecting the country. For sure, yeah, yeah. I've, I've, no, that's not true. There's a couple of guys that I really didn't like, but the. Um, but you would dislike the, them if they were in the navy. Like they're just assholes. For sure, just the slapping army on it just really makes me not like them at that point. But the, um, but it was cool. You know, like we talked a lot about that. We talked a lot about you know military careers, and he had a couple buddies that came, that came up um from Fort Benning and uh, and I chatted with those two guys for a long time one of them was a football player and um it was cool you know just to talk about that and and he and I talked a lot about like you know what he wants to do I mean he's a super sharp guy you know like he he's incredibly uh which is interesting to me so I appreciated it because my only in- interaction with him is via social media prior to this where he's very you know he's like a he's a goofy dude like he's really funny um but he is one of those guys where, you know, it's, there, it's like, a, which I can appreciate that there's, I do know a lot of academy guys specifically from either West Point or Army that are like this, where there's an automatic switch where they go from goofy ha 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 to uber professional. You know, he threw more yes sirs at me that weekend than I've heard than I've had in a long time. Um, but that's just because that's the background there at those schools. It's just like, okay, it's time to do work. Roger that. Got it. Let's go. You know, so uh, I can appreciate that about him, but, uh, but super, super good dude. Um, you know, easy to judge obviously as an athlete, but you know, and, and from my experience where they're working with him, he's a fantastic ambassador of the sport and of, and for CrossFit in general. So I think he's going to do some cool stuff. Which workout do you think hurt them the most? Not like as far as standings, but like a painful workout. The row was the one that looked like it hurt the most. What did they get? They all went sub three. That's impressive. Yeah. I mean, Jacob. Travis, I think Travis went actually. So Travis went, I think he had like a 254, and then Noah and Chandler had it, had it literally the exact same score to the tenth of a second. Wow. That, yeah. That, you know, and I was reading something, I think the morning chalk up posted that. 
had Chandler got like 0.02 faster on the row or a second longer on the handstand, he would have qualified. Yeah, he if he went he went 60 seconds on the handstand, 60 seconds on the handstand, and then he went like a couple bad ones. I think he had a 45 second in there. And then he waited all the way to the end. We started at like 19 minutes and 55 seconds and then got up and immediately fell down. So it was like one second. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Jacob was joking. He's like, I want to just keep kicking up because we were supposed to write down every score. Yeah. And I was, I was trying to. So Jacob had two unique strategies. One, which actually, no, his best one was the second strategy. One, three, two, one, go. He kicked up, steady handstand. Tried to hold it. I think he got like 57 seconds or something. Then his other strategy was to purposely move around. Walk around a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Within the box. And that was, he did that quite a few times and he was getting, he, he wound up getting like 105 on his best. Oh, got it. What, is your, what did Chandler do? Did he purposely move like that? No, I mean, they, I, their, their strategy was all to try to – nobody in there was, like, moving around purposely. Yeah, I was um, like, that's a weird – I was hey, shocked. Hey, I, th I thought the men's times would be significantly higher. I thought someone would get three or four minutes. Yeah, but the girls smashed it because uh, Noah won that. He took first place with a minute. Yeah, something like that, 136 maybe. Um, but, yeah, it was – I thought they would do way better. And I, where I was shocked actually was – Event seven, Chandler did the best out of all three of them in that event. And I thought, having seen him do it, and then that was the final workout, and having seen those other, other two guys do it, I thought he was going to place significantly higher in event seven. And I was actually eating dinner with Chuck uh, afterwards. And we were we were watching the the announcement, and they were they listed the standings for event seven, and he wasn't even in the top ten. So I had no idea how well people did on that final event. And he beat who he needed he he beat who he needed to beat, but there was a ton of people that squeezed in in front of him. Like Jeff Adler, I believe, was two spots behind him going into that workout. Where do you think he lost time there on the GHD sit-ups? I'm that's where I don't know. I mean, he was moving fast. I think he missed three double unders in total, maybe did all the GHD sit-ups pretty much unbroken. I mean, maybe he could move a little bit faster, but it's 150 GHD sit-ups. Like how fast are you going to move? He did the set of two and three power cleans touch and go. Wow. That's impressive. Yeah. And he was still, up. and he was still a minute and some change behind the fastest time. I, I think, I mean, obviously, there were tons of feats that were just so impressive from going unbroken on those thrusters, which was ridiculous. But but one of the things to me Did that you, was most... Wait, you tried that workout, didn't you? <laughs> With the girls' weight. <laughs> did you do chest to bar? Yeah. And how fast did you do it? 8.23. I did, the, I did it as written, and it took me 13 minutes. I thought I was going to die. This is after the event's over, right? And people are just kind of meandering around the gym. And, and every, like, occasionally, like, every couple of minutes, like, somebody would just spout over, like, some sort of motivational phrase towards you me. You got this. <laughs> <laughs> Keep as going. I, as I'm literally taking a knee for two minutes at some point during the workout, thinking I'm going to die. Um, but, yeah, that was, that was way worse. And I don't know if it's just the long three days or whatever, but probably just my lack of fitness. That was it, devastating. 
I, I'll tell you, uh, Hefner got 359, and I truly thought I can beat him with the girl's weight. I was like, I'm going to try to beat, like, you know, we were trash talking a little bit. I was like, I'm going to try to beat you with this weight. And then I was like, what is happening? Like, it was so much harder. We haven't done, I mean, it, let me throw some excuses out here. The box doesn't do a lot of thrusters and chest to bar. So it's been a while, but it, I was devastated by that workout. But I was going to say. Those two movements are kind of my jam. Like, I'm usually pretty good at those, but I was decimated. Like, that, it was terrible. And I, and I went 8.76 for the first two rounds. And then, you know, 115 doesn't sound that much heavier than 95 but it's 20% heavier. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot more, but I was going to say the thing that impressed me the most was the speed and how he went unbroken on those GHDs. As someone that's done GHDs, 50 unbroken GHDs is not an easy task. Then to do them and, and, quickly know, is different though. Right. So I can do 50 unbroken, but I'm not doing them right. fast. But, and, and you know, all of them are purposely not locking their knees right? They're, they're trying to just use their psoas, you know, yeah. something we talk about at the level one not to do yeah. because they're just trying to go as fast as possible. Yeah. But then, you know, the beauty of that programming is you throw in those cleans, which is just trashing your midline. And it, I was like, okay, no way he goes unbroken on these 40. Boom. And he just did. And now, you know, and not to mention seventh workout of the weekend. Yeah. Seventh workout, the I, I think I was more impressed with the with the 185 overhead squat. He went unbroken on all five. I assume your guys did too. I'm pretty sure all three of them did. I actually didn't see the other two guys go. We finished event one, and then we went because we did it at a track, and then we immediately yeah. left because that, that, that day was kind of tight from a time standpoint. But, I mean, all three of them snatched it and just did 15 overhead squats for all five rounds. I was like, damn. I'm like, that is – legit i uh, yeah I, I mean i didn't know going into it i saw hobart had posted something about whether or not he went unbroken but I didn't, I didn't catch the answer to it i just saw that it was like okay questionable and i was surprised that he stayed unbroken that that to me looked like the most devastating workout i think that was the one that hurt him the most and i mean obviously it's a longer time domain so you know you have that going on but i felt like that was the worst workout of the bunch. Yeah, I mean, they all of them said it was really bad, um, but just watching the row was rough because the row was full send. I think the row is the most relatable. Like we all For, know how bad that would feel. Yeah. Well, so I think. Just so for context, I, so Travis, I think had a two. He had a two fifty four. And I don't think he broke a minute 27 until the last 200 meters. And he still got under, under three minutes. 254. You mean yeah. he didn't, you mean he didn't go above 127? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't go above 127. That's pace. a crazy pace. It's a, I, it's a, it's a stupid, that's as fast as I will ever go. I much less say, I don't know that hold I it for that. 800 meters. Yeah. <laughs> but I was impressed too, considering rowing has always been, you know, considered a tall man sport and it still is. These guys, I mean, Hepner is what, five, six, five, seven. He's not big. that, you know, Frazier's not that big. Even Noah's not that big. They're just so strong. And, and again, like watching them from a coaching perspective, 
he wasn't even sliding his butt even close to his heels. It was just like all erectors, like just yeah. yanking on that just chain. A, just a hip hinge. Yeah, it was, it was like, I was like, man, either that's what it's like to be such a good athlete that you don't need good form, or could these guys be even better if they tighten up their form? Well, I think they could definitely be better. However, I do, I do know that there is some strategy very much, very similar to how that you uh, referenced the GHD to, to kind of save themselves for other events. Right. That's you know, true. If, if I do bring my, my seat all the way forward in the catch, that's way more of a leg drive. And then uh, what did they have after that? Was there, was that Diane after that? No, Diane. Was no, that was the end of day one. That was a lot. No, there was something the late- else after that. No, no, because it went Diane, then then the row, and then that was the fourth event, and then we came back for. Oh, I mean, there, right. there was the overhead squats the next day for sure, so that could have been. Yeah, but they were all crushed after that. I mean, like really crushed. Yeah, I so. felt like Jacob had a little bit left in the tank, but at the same time, who knows how strong of a row? I mean, he still pulled like a three hundred three. It wasn't wasn't slow by any means. No, not at all. Well, all right. Anything else to add about the games? I mean, it was fun. Looking forward to the next part. Anything else yeah. you want to throw to the audience? No, I, I just think it was I think it was very cool that they got it got it off and they got it done. And I think um, it's going to be interesting to see some names that we're not super familiar with. You know, like you know, obviously Samuel Quant is not a, a new name, but he's. He's I don't been think around, anybody, right? He's been around, but I don't think I don't think people had him. If if we were betting Vegas odds, I don't think anybody had him in the top five. And then Jeff Adler, same thing. And then the, I think that kid's a rookie. I you know I yeah I didn't really pay much attention to any of it. I just saw the, the mullet the man. I'm pretty sure he's 19. Wow. Yeah. Not bad. I mean, him and the and the female Haley Adams, youngsters, huh? She is a crazy person she goes she goes she does it exactly what you're not supposed to do as an athlete it is just full send 100 percent blackout pace hey maybe that's exactly what you're supposed to do i mean i've seen her work out and it's just i don't i'm just psychologically i'm like i do not want to be in your head right now because it, it is probably just pure pain i wonder if that's just something you did like when you start doing crossfit at such a young age and you've not experienced as much pain from other sports if you're just like, okay, this is what life is, and you just do it. I think you're just, I think you're just adapted to it sooner, like so yeah. you can just deal with it better. And you, maybe she, your body develops in, in ways. I mean, she goes full send every time I've seen her in a workout. And I, I, am just, I am just in awe of that. And I'm like, I can't, I would have quit. <laughs> I did quit. I quit during that yeah. workout. Ment- mentally weak. Just yeah. that's where I, that's where I'm at these days. But yeah, other than that, I mean, I thought it was a, I thought it was a great event. You know, it, largely I think it went off without a hitch. I think there was a little hiccup on the on the media end, but they you know they had multiple contingencies on the back end to get everybody's videos and stuff. So um, I thought it was I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I mean, we had to kind of change the way we were uploading the videos. I assume you did as well. But other than that, yeah, I'm excited. I'm sure we're going to see more and more footage come out in the near future. But I'm excited. I'm excited to watch the next games. And, you know, I was telling Todd, I was like, it'd be cool. I mean, hopefully the world opens back up by next year and we're good to go. But 
it's it'd be fun to uh do it this way for for some events at least had had a good time it was it was nice to be involved in it and um it's always nice to just see these guys perform i just think it's always interesting how there's always constant wrinkles in there you know like i i thought what was really really intriguing from an athlete standpoint is just not knowing what everybody else is doing yeah remove removing the aspect of i get to race somebody is is very intriguing yeah or for example on the front squat like i can stop here i can throw ones on here like obviously i think people did some research and had ideas of what people can can hit but it's different when you're like that guy just did this i need like the overhead squat from years ago uh, yeah. in carson right where you can adjust based on what other people did i think chuck's i think chuck's guy just stopped at 490 because he was just like i'm pretty sure that's good enough <laughs> yeah. yeah you're gonna stop 70 pounds of that dude, that, dude yeah, that's that crazy he, chuck crazy. told me that he uh he told chuck that he I, i'm pretty sure he said that he had back squatted 500 for 12 in college Whew. that's that's impressive that is some impressive <laughs> that's bonkers running. well so. all right fern i'm gonna go hit a class it was great chatting about the games and um that's it. We got some more coaches stuff coming up this week. So we're back on track, everybody with podcasts. We apologize for all the people that DM'd us and we're making sure that we didn't die. Um, Cause they were upset. Multiple people, like there was a lot of people that dropped in there. Like, Hey, I've been driving in silence because there's no podcast. <laughs> I saw those. And we had a few people that were like, thanks for pausing. I got, you know, I had time to catch up. So, <laughs> you know, a little bit of both, but yeah, we're back at it. And you know, if you're still listening, We've got some big news coming. I know people have reached out. Like, what's the big news? You'll know in, what, uh, one to two weeks, Fern? Well, I mean, sooner, but you can't get your shit together. I know. I got to get my shit together. On me. Well, within within uh, two weeks. Within two weeks, we're going to have a big announcement. And I think people are going to really enjoy it. All right. Thanks again for listening. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. Take a moment. Head over to the Apple Podcast app or Spotify or Google or whatever you use and leave us a review. It really means a lot to us and it's what allows us to spread the word. Also, share this with your friends, your family, your coworkers. Tell everybody at the box to listen to best hour of their day and let us know what we can do to provide you a better experience. Do you have topics you want us to talk about, people you want us to interview? We are here for you, the community. We're here to give back, and we hope you've enjoyed this episode of Best Hour of Their Day.